Election Monday episode. We had a week of first with a couple first career goals of all time. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a couple wins and a disappointing loss and a light schedule coming ahead. Of course, we're going to talk about the Rocket a little bit. We actually got to witness a win, which was a change of pace for me. And more prospects to talk about. As always, follow us on Twitter at the Habs Forum. And before we start, we'd like to say a huge thank you to our many, many listeners. We got to top, what was it, 142 That's sports right. in Canada. So top 150 podcasts in Canada Very uh, two weeks ago Very on Apple Podcasts. So definitely want to uh, big shout out to uh, to all our listeners. Thank you guys very much. Thanks a lot for com- well getting in touch with us as well through Facebook, through uh uh, through Twitter as well. There you go. And keep on sending that feedback and any questions that you guys have. We definitely appreciate it and, and now, get uh, try to get to you guys as, as quickly as possible. Can you explain to me, as the per- social media person or whatever, top 150 in Canada? Yeah, we still only have three written reviews on oh, iTunes. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. Completely well, unacceptable. They're all five stars, though. I mean, well, that's, that's true. Good. That's true. That's One of them is my girlfriend, to but, be fair. So. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, we would we would like to get some more reviews as well, guys. But uh, but again, anytime you send us some feedback, please keep them coming. All right, enough of, enough of that. Enough <laughs> of that. All right, let's talk about the Habs. Four nothing win against the Wild. Carey Price gets the shutout. It was very exciting. The Habs look good, but more than the Habs looking good, I would argue. Oh boy, did the Wild look bad. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the Canadians, I mean, it, it was easy for them to look good here against the Wild. I mean, the Wild were just just awful. Yeah. As bad as the team uh, that we've seen all season. And to give an idea, that they, they the, the next day had a uh, player-only meeting. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's always a sign of things. Like, I think we caught the team at the best time. Like, in for, for, for like it's mm-hmm. as they've been out the whole year, but I feel like we might have gotten their worst performance at that. Yeah, definitely. Which is saying a lot. This is yeah. the worst team in the league right now. <laughs> well, maybe not after the win, yeah, after the last win, but uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, yeah, they they looked awful. I mean, so awful. Even Victor Me- Victor Mete scored. Exactly. So. <laughs> well, so that's the thing. It's that the thing is, is last year to be or or in previous years, maybe not so much last year. It, the other team playing bad. Sometimes uh, a team tends to play down to them. So you do like to see the team jump on the opportunity against a team that. That that's playing poorly, and we got two first goals. Victor Mete finally got. It was a nice goal. I was so happy that he got a nice goal. It could have easily been like some stupid tip in. They're not sure it was him and all that. No, but great play by Nick Cousins. First point as a Canadian. Shot from the point, gets it in right away, and then just the 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 looks on every player's on the on the bench and all that was just a really great moment. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, yeah, he he went so long. What was I think it was 127 games. Without I mean, scoring. he beat Mike Commissary. That that's saying a lot right there. I mean, the uh, <laughs> obviously not offensively gifted Mike Commissary, to say the least. Yeah. But uh, I mean, even Andrew Shaw on Twitter. Yeah, I love I love seeing that. Yeah. So, so yeah, you definitely like to see that. Definitely happy for the guy too. I mean, so happy to happen at home too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, he got the great ovation from the crowd, and then uh, after the game, there was the the post game interview where both him and Nick Suzuki were part of it. Because spoilers, Nick Suzuki also go, scored his first uh, career goal. Didn't take him quite as long. Not quite as long. Not quite as long. So, uh, what six or seven games? And kind of a, a I a really nice goal, even though it's not like a pretty goal, but just the hand eye coordination to to pick up that puck on the, it was a missed shot by uh, by Petrie and just like tuck it in there is is a really nice goal. Solid goal, definitely. That was a good effort for sure. I mean, uh, he he's looking good. Like uh, the first couple of games, 
Looked a little slow. Didn't not maybe didn't live up to uh, to what we were hoping to see. But definitely, I mean, the last two or three games, he's really picked it up. I mean, I wouldn't say he looked slow per se, as much as like, I mean, I guess this is maybe gonna sound stupid because it just wasn't quick. <laughs> like, it's not that he was slow, but it's like maybe his reaction time was slower than it needed to be. It's I don't think foots because I, I don't want to. Yeah, no, I don't want to mention slow yeah. with Nick Suzuki. Some people criticize his skating, mm-hmm. and I think that's overblown. I just think there was some hesitation to his game, and he just still needed to get used to it. And some people were criticizing putting him on the fourth line, saying you might as well send him to Laval, blah blah blah. And I I didn't agree with that. I think we have a team that rolls all four lines. First of mm-hmm. all, like everyone gets pretty even ice time, uh, depending on how many power plays and PKs we get, and and all that as far as the forward group goes. He's looked great with uh, with Nate Thompson, and uh, I think usually it's been uh, there's been a bit of rotation. Yeah, Wheel and Cousins. Yeah, exactly. On the fourth lines. But Thompson's been, I mean, a huge for him there. But plus, on top of that, getting time on the power play, and and on the power play, I probably looks at its best almost when he's there at times. Like he, he's yeah. looked good on the power play, and uh, even on the PK in the last game. So he's getting his minutes, even if he's on the fourth line. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, he is getting his chances. Yeah, I shouldn't have said slow. I think more more off just sort of off to a f- slow start at the beginning of the season. Uh, I, w- I was hoping to maybe see a little bit more from him, but definitely he seems to be on track right now. Uh, like I said, even though he is playing on the fourth line, I mean, to be honest, the fourth line at times has been our best line. I mean, 100%. They've, they've been great. I mean, you could say that the biggest surprise this year has been Nate Thompson. Oh, yeah, I don't think you can really even argue with that. I mean, he's been absolutely fantastic. I mean, I expected the good pe- the penalty killing and, and the face-off wins and the good leadership. But, first of all, he's looked fast out there yeah. at moments. And it's just he's just making all the right plays. I, I love the idea that Nick Suzuki is getting time with him, too, because I think he'll be a great, great mentor for for him. And he's just he's just been absolutely fantastic. I mean, you almost feel bad for Ryan Paling because there's no chance Nate Thompson's getting uh, out of the lineup. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, he looks rejuvenated being around the young kids. I mean, I guess uh, the fountain of youth here in Montreal. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that must be it. I mean, it, it, it must be exciting also coming here because he was mm-hmm. with L.A. before, yeah. right? Like, yeah, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. And in L.A., it's been kind of a struggle. They were stronger a few years ago but yeah. it's been a struggle lately and, and I'm, I'm assuming the the fan support isn't quite what it is in Montreal probably not probably, probably not. Not. So, so I mean and he knows he's at, towards the end of his career but he I just having an absolutely I, I can't imagine a, a better fourth line center he's, no, he's perfect I mean, hey, he's been he's been great so far I mean like you said killing those penalties and, and even on the fourth line I mean, he's playing with some decent players too like guys like Nick Cousins Nick Suzuki yeah. Jordan Wheel it's so, not a fourth line full of scrubs you know? no exactly it's not just you know the, the the defensive sort of fourth line. I mean, they've definitely been getting their share of chances too. I mean, Jordan Wheel uh, has two goals. Nate Thompson, I don't think, has any goals yet. Suzuki has two. Um, so I mean, they're definitely getting their chances, and uh, and on some nights, and definitely in some moments, some periods, they've definitely been the best line for the Habs. For sure, early in the year, because what. Uh uh, not Belgian, but uh, Claude Jean tends to like to do after a goal, or more maybe more specifically after a power play goal, because these players aren't generally on on the power play. He'll put Nate Thompson's line out on the ice, and th- this bothered me a little bit in the beginning of the year because it's like, oh, why are you? We have the momentum. Let's let's mm-hmm. keep it going and uh, wh- whatever. But I mean, with the way they've been playing, I mean, why not Just put him out there? You can, mm-hmm. you can put that line out in any situation. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, the the way that they've been playing, I mean. Yeah, you know, the more the more they play, the better. I mean, maybe not necessarily when they're down. No, of course, <laughs> of course. And uh, and to go back to the power play that I just mentioned, uh, another power play goal. I mean, the Habs power play has been amazing. So Joel Armia scored a second goal of the game on a 
fantastic mm. pass by uh, by Jonathan Drouin uh, cross crease and Drouin just keeping it up. Armia unfortunately now has been injured for a couple of games. Uh, this worries me. I mean, he, that, that that was his fourth goal against the Wild. Mm-hmm. I mean, did he miss Saturday's game too? I can't remember if he played Saturday. I know, I know he missed Sunday, but with the way he's been starting out the year, so often you see a player has what looks like the beginning of a breakout season and then gets hurt. And even if it's a short-term injury, like I hope he can come back with the same momentum he has. So yeah, he also missed Saturday's game. So back-to-back games that he's not playing. I mean, I really hope he's going to come back looking like he did before. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely unfortunate. I mean, he didn't didn't exactly have the best season last season. Um, you know, he was fine, but start. offensively, he was all right. Well, not even close to what he was doing so far this year. No, no, no definitely. I mean, he was all right last season. Uh, I think you know, Habs fans were hoping for a little bit more out of him. Finished the season pretty strong, but definitely, I mean, to see him off to off to getting four goals in the first six or seven games, I mean, obviously, he was off to a great start. And it is definitely unfortunate to see him go down. And the thing is, is if he if he is ready to come back, I, I, I don't know if there's been any news. I don't think there has been, unless I've missed it on his uh, on his injury. I mean, uh, we're jumping forward a bit here, but I mean, the Byron was playing on 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 the line with Kakinami and. Uh, and uh, Dwayne, and I liked it at first, but then Army uh, Byron took a really bad penalty that pretty much cost the team the game. Yeah. So yeah, Byron, uh, uh, you, you'd think that uh, if Army is ready to go, he'll slot right back in, and Byron's gonna be pushed back down. Yeah, yeah, you would think so. I mean, Byron's been off to uh, I mean, not a great start so far. I mean, obviously yeah. he was injured in camp, so I mean, you know, there 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 was some people on Twitter that were thinking that maybe that's the issue, that maybe he isn't over. The injury that he uh, that he started off the campaign in, he's had flashes play. where his speed shows. I mean, I'm confident that he'll get there. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been unfortunate. I mean, even to the point where now there apparently are some trade rumors that the Canadians might be at least getting calls about him. Well, that's interesting actually, because uh, b- before the year, I, I I would tell you I absolutely don't want to move Byron, but mm-hmm. now Byron's on a great contract. And he, he's proven himself in the last few years uh, for f- with his be able to score goals, his speed, his PK ability. He might be the piece we need to move to go get. Uh, Is he on a great spend. contract though? I mean, it's gonna be it's he's uh, it's gonna be three point four million for the next. That's a great contract for, for for Paul Byron. I don't know three three point four million. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a great contract. I, I wouldn't call it a bad contract either. But three point I mean, four million. You, you don't forget the cap keeps going up. And three point four million is is nothing at this point. That's like fourth line money. I don't know. For for a guy that can slot in much higher <laughs> in the much higher in the. I mean, we we can compare him to other other similar. I mean, it's definitely not a bad contract. I'll tell you that. Much. I mean, he's a little bit older to now too. He's uh, thirty one or thirty two. He years is old. older now than he was previously. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, like he's thirty. No, I mean, it's it's a uh, he's four years on his contract. Yeah. So, I mean, in four years, thirty-four. I mean, he's gonna start slowing down. And I mean, Byron. Let's be honest here. He's all about the speed. Yeah. If he starts to slow down, he's obviously not the same player. Like we've seen so far, you see, sort of slowed down. And obviously, I mean, we haven't really seen much from him. He's been invisible on the ice most nights. I mean, especially with guys now that are playing so well, guys like Wheel, guys like Cousins, even Suzuki down on the fourth line, Armia, Lekkinen are playing, well, Lekkinen, I mean, whatever, say what you want about Lekkinen, but he's at least he's extremely good defensively. So, I mean, with all these guys coming up, then, I mean, he becomes expendable pretty fast. I mean, you look at the comparable sal- salaries. I mean, you have guys like Vladimir Sabotka, like Brian Rust, 
uh, Brendan Tanev. I mean, Byron is significantly better than all these players. You know, like Cal Clutterbuck. Uh, zero goals in eight. I guess Byron hasn't scored yet either. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. I feel like if you look at similar contracts in the NHL, it's a pretty solid... Let's not forget... He is not just like if he's not scoring, he's still pretty solid as a PK guy. I mean, if if the other teams feel the same way as you two about him, then I don't want to trade him. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It'll be inter- I mean, it's it'll be interesting to see if you know what exactly Bergevin is getting offered. If he is getting calls about him, I mean, you know, if we can somehow use him to improve the defense, then I mean, that's oh, that's absolutely, that, 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 do. that's what I was getting to. But I would I it would have to be. A legitimate piece. Well, I mean, I don't think. Uh, I mean, you're gonna have to add. Of I don't course, think you're gonna course. get much for Byron. But if you get By- if you put Byron in, if you add, a, if you add a pick, and I mean, the the thing is, is I kind of like the 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 bond at, the, at this point. Petrie, Kulak, I like it. Hmm. Sherratt and uh, and Flurry, I like it. I mean, I like Mete. Would you move Mete for a slightly older, maybe better defenseman? Mete, Byron, and a pick. I think uh, that'd be pretty tempting to do. I think, yeah, I think I would. I mean, it obviously depends on who it is, but of if it's a guy like uh, like Gosses Beer, yeah, yeah, I think you got to do that. I mean, because some, something like that, uh, I think would be uh, would be really interesting because the problem is there's a lack at the top of uh, of defensemen, but we got plenty of guys that can. I mean, if 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 you you move you get a guy that is meant to play next to Shea Weber. So now Mete is not playing as, with Shea Weber. I don't think you move Kulak off of Petrie's pair because that's what we did at the beginning of the year, and the defense is, did a, I mean, it's still struggling, but it, a bit of a turnaround since they got reunited, looking great together. So now, are, where are you going to bench Ben Sherrod? I don't think so. No, no. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you can move Mete, get a guy to play, play with Weber, I think definitely Kulak, Petrie, uh, and Sherrod, and Fleury, I mean, you just keep those. Keep those as is, basically. All right, so interesting, interesting stuff for sure. I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's fun to talk about rumors, but uh, let's move on quick to, to the next game then, the, the 5-2 win against St. Louis. Now, St. Louis, a much more formidable opponent than the Wild. So this was a g- absolutely great, great performance to see. Uh, but first of all, to beat St. Louis in back-to-back games, score six and five goals against mm-hmm. them. And this was in St. Louis. I mean, th- that, that was a great performance by the Canadians. All around. Two power play goals again. Uh, Drouin scored on the power play on a beautiful cut Kanyemi pass, which I was so happy to see because mm. I want to get cut Kanyemi to get more power play time. And that was a fantastic play by him. Um, a great shot by Drouin not to take anything away. But just overall a fantastic performance by the Canadians there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, possibly their best game of the season. Yeah. I mean, like you said. They're Considering going, the opponent and everything. Exactly. Going into St. Louis, an afternoon game too, where historically the Canadians – Usually don't do too good in the afternoon games, especially when they're playing on the road. Um, so definitely was a great. It was great to see. I mean, uh, definitely a good win. Like you said, Kutkiniemi finally getting a little bit of a pow- uh, little bit of power play time. So that's that's definitely what you want to see as well. Much deserved power play time. And and the thing is that now now that we're seeing how Clojine is using Nick Suzuki, is it just that Kutkiniemi is a center, and because he's a center, it's a lot harder for him to kind of kind of plug in him plug him in in, in different situations because Suzuki's playing on the power play, he's playing on the PK. Sure, he's on the fourth line, but he's getting those specialty minutes. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying he should play him on the PK. Of course not. But why don't we see him more on the power play? It makes so much sense to me. I know. Yeah, it, it is weird. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, Cook and Yemi, de- I mean, as we've seen, when he does get the chance, he definitely shows that he has, that he belongs on the power play. So it is definitely weird to to see, to, to really not, not see him whatsoever. I mean, he's get, got very limited time. Maybe that's going to go up now that Army is hurt. I'm sure we'll see a lot more of Cook and Yemi now. Oh, we don't know how long Army is hurt for, <laughs> obviously. Uh, but, and, and just... Him and him and the uh, Roy have a great connection there, and and I don't know what I feel about because now the the last two games that we've talked about, there's been a Roy goal and Roy pass on the power play. Neither of them he was on the point, so I don't know if Roy is the right one to be to be at the point, right? Because th- mm-hmm. this goal was a beautiful pass where he's like in the in the in the low slot, and the, and the other the other game the the, the beautiful pass Roy made, he wasn't. So I'd like to see just maybe there's too much mixing and matching for the power play. Put Roy and Kutkiemi together. Kajimi at center and Dwayne on the wing on the power play and whoever you want to put else on, on, on the other side. Yeah, I mean, they definitely seem to have some really good chemistry together. So, I mean, I think that makes sense. I'm not sure who else you would really put on the point. I don't know if you go with a guy like Tatar. But they've tried Tatar a little bit in the last few games, which uh, mm-hmm. he, he's, he scored a power play goal uh, yeah. Yeah, yesterday, in yesterday's game, uh, so the the Sunday game. And... Uh, I mean, he, he, he scored it coming from the point. If I'm not trying to picture it in my mind, I'm pretty sure he, he he's looked better in that in that spot, I think, almost than than Because it's not that mm-hmm. Dwayne's looked bad as much as I think he looks better, Dwayne, yeah. if he's lower, kind of like yeah. in the kind of high slot area of the power play. Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, I think anywhere you put Dwayne, he's a pretty dangerous player. But I mean, I think that makes sense, seeing as the chemistry that he's had with Cook and Yemi, that it, it just makes sense to have them, have them down there together. And then, I mean, Tatar, I think, uh, is a pretty decent option at the point as well. And something not to forget, because for this game with Blue, and 5-2, to two, and there was a a, um, a late goal there by, by, by Shea Weber. But uh, let's not forget Carey Price's performance. I mean, it's he had a fantastic game uh, against the Blues. I mean, we didn't even talk about the fact that he got a shutout in, uh, <laughs> against the Wild because he himself said it was one of his uh, the easiest shutouts uh, of his uh, of his career. Yeah. But just a a, a great uh, great performance uh, by Price there. Uh, Thirty four shots for uh, for the Blues versus 20, 25 for the Canadians, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously Jake Allen didn't have the greatest game. I mean that that goal against Brendan Gallagher is probably the. Yeah, the, the turning point. Like he looked like kind of looked like you out there. Wow. I've seen you let in a few goals like that. <laughs> that that was certainly a bad one. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, especially it was uh, what I think six seconds into the yeah. period. So I mean, definitely a pretty deflating goal. But yeah, I mean, Carey Carey Price definitely looked good against the Blues. Did what he had to do against the Wild. So I mean, two two straight games. I mean, he's definitely looking in mid season form at this point. And of course, let's not forget Nick Suzuki gets his second goal off passes from Thompson and Cousins. So great to see him get another one right away, quickly, because uh, you, you don't want him to go too long between goals. We can get 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 on a little bit of a, a bit of a run. Uh, but overall, just a just a really solid uh, performance. A couple points for the captain, Shea Weber. Uh, also, so so yeah, I mean, solid performance. Uh, going into then on the next day, so back to back afternoon games. You'd think it's Super Bowl weekend, but it's not. Yeah. And uh, then four three loss against Minnesota. Un- unfortunate performance. Now something that is important to keep in mind. You don't want to make too many excuses, but three and four games for the Canadians. Mm-hmm. Minnesota hadn't played since the loss against the Canadians for nothing, where they looked pathetic. Yeah. And then they had a players only meeting after that game, so they came out ready. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. What were the, nineteen shots on goal? I think in the first period. Yeah, nineteen shots. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that tells you right there. I mean, that's 
No, that's not more than they had in the in the whole game on Wednesday, was it? No, 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 uh, no, no. The Canadians ended up with thirty three, uh, but uh, yeah. No, so, no, no, no. But I mean, the more than the Wild had. Oh, that's a good question. Actually, I think I think they might. Have yeah, like because Price shots. it was a seventeen save shutout. Uh, seventeen. Wow. So yeah, more. Uh, but so even though this was a loss and it was disappointing, uh, the performance coming in the first and all that. Given this, the one really positive thing that I, I'd like to take from this game. Even though they ended up losing it, is first of all Keith Kincaid keeping them in the game early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never saw that last year. You would have loved for him to be able to shut it down and pull out the win. But last year we come out of the first. Price may been. be in the game at this point. Oh yeah, Niemi has led in four goals. Oh yeah, it would have been four or five nothing. And I'm definitely. I'm probably not even watching the game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. No, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I said, uh, you know, I said this when when they signed Keith Kincaid. I think he's. One of the top, I mean, maybe even the best, well, maybe not the best, but uh, definitely top five backups in the NHL. I mean, I thought he's a guy that they could potentially even be a starter on a, on a bad team. Well, he was starting a lot. Yeah, with he was the, basically with starting. Jersey, right, because yeah, Corey Schneider's been Corey Schneider was playing. I mean, he was, yeah, he was a starter there. I mean, I think he could have been a, a starter on a bottom-feeding team. But that's the thing. He's a starter on a bad team. On a good team, he's a great backup. His, yeah, his, his exactly. true role is, 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 is as a backup, and, and you saw it there. I mean, a few goals that maybe you would have liked to see uh, not going, but really, I don't I, I don't want to blame it on, on him. I'll, I'm sure he was pretty gassed after that first period, obviously. Sure. Yeah. But it was nice to see them come back. And then what was also great, <coughs> and if you're going to make a comparison to last year, is when they came back and did, after the first, it seemed kind of dead in the water. But then they come mm-hmm. back with a power play goal, another thing you would never see last year. That's true. So, so, so really, like it, it, I was really excited when that happened. Like once again, obviously they end up uh, losing anyway. What sucks is that they lost two one goal leads, right? Because yeah. Daniel gave him a two one lead, and then Daniel again gave him a three two lead. Uh, but you just saw it when 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 Brad Hunt. Uh, scored that goal. Uh, I think it was a tipping on a Dumba shot. Just, just looking at the wild reaction from the players, mm. it looked like they it was game seven <laughs> of the Stanley Cup final, and they just tied up the game. Oh. And and then the so you'd like to see the same passion from your players, but by the time it's at the end of the third, there back to back games three and four, and they've been traveling a lot because like the first one was in Montreal, right? Mm. If I'm not mistaken, uh, and then. Yeah, you got Montreal, then you go to St. Louis, and then to Minnesota. I mean, yeah, it's, it's 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 gonna happen, and especially considering that the Wild hadn't had that game in between, it made mm-hmm. sense. You'd like to yeah. see him close it out, but you know. I mean, it was it was definitely a game that obviously meant a lot to the Minnesota Wild. I mean, they they like you said, they celebrated that goal almost almost as much as the Toronto Maple Leafs celebrated their overtime win on Saturday, which <laughs> they looked like they just won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Obviously, it meant a lot to them. I mean, you got to figure Bruce Boudreaux. Like, if if they lost this, one, I thought he was even going to be fired before that. But it looks like he'll probably uh, be out the door pretty soon. I mean, he's already made comments about he can't do that much with what he has. So, so what are you <laughs> yeah. calling out the guy who can fire you, basically? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's the kind of comment you make when you know you're out the door. Exactly. Right? And and the, the thing is, is you you need a full refill, not refill, a rebuild in, in Minnesota. But they still have solid veterans there. And you saw who you saw with the game-winning goal. It was a great goal by Zach Parise. Mm-hmm. They still have those players there. It just, it just hasn't looked good for them. So, I mean... It really sucks because after they came out and committed 2-1, I was so confident. I was like, all right, we got this. Yeah, especially after sucks. Minnesota. I mean, they, they were only up 1-0 after getting 19 shots in the first. Yeah. 
obviously a pretty not a delicate team, but a team that's it's obviously in a, it wasn't a bad in a bad way. So yeah, you, so but bad trigger, headspace. You're gonna lose yeah, confidence exactly. quickly. Yeah. So especially when the Canadians got two quick goals to go up two one, sort of figured that okay, the Canadians. I think they got this in the bag, but unfortunately. They lose another goal, another one goal lead in the third period. Yeah. So unfortunately, that's sort of been a bit of a reoccurrence so far this season. But um, yeah, obviously a disappointing loss. I mean, they they obviously need all the points they can get. I mean, we saw you know how valuable two points can be last season. No, exactly. So I mean, hopefully they'll be able to bounce back uh, this week. I mean, they have a few days off before their next game. Uh, yeah, exactly. So the the whole uh, three and four games and all that, that excuse is not valid for the next two weeks, I would say. Even though there's a back-to-back in there because they, they're going – they have very little – they they're not playing for three days. They're playing on Thursday at home in San Jose, then it's Saturday at home in Toronto. Then they have another three days off, and then they're in Arizona and in, uh, in Vegas. So uh, much lighter schedule uh, coming up for, for the Canadians. And San Jose – it's still a solid team, but I'm, like, I'm, I'm not actually sure how they're doing. But they're not as yeah, they're kind of three three wins, five losses. Yeah, not not the team they struggling. used to be. No, for sure. I mean, obviously they're getting a little bit older yeah. now. I mean, uh, a lot of their players are getting older. Obviously, they lost Pavelski as well. Um, <clears throat> Martin Jones hasn't been well. Martin Jones has never been that good, but yeah. <laughs> he's been especially not good this season so far. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely, especially with with uh, they're going to have three days off. Definitely hope that they can uh, pull out a win there. It's at home, too. Yeah, at home. Yeah. So, and then the big game, Saturday night at home uh, versus the Leafs. So, we beat the Leafs in Toronto in overtime. Uh, it was a shootout, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, the first really – well, the first two games of the year were, were crazy. But against the Leafs Saturday night, nothing beats that, beating them in Toronto. But you know that they remember that. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be up for revenge. They're going to be up for revenge. So that's going to be a very interesting uh, game Game to see how, how the team performs as a whole. Uh, I mean, the main thing that we need to improve, because I don't know how this happens, but we figured out the power play, and now the penalty kill sucks. Uh, it's been so bad, too. Like, it's been, like, the PK this year has been as bad as the power play was last year. And it's like they're just making other teams look great. Yeah. Just open lanes everywhere, and it just doesn't make sense. It's been a bit better. They, they, they've put Petrie and Weber together at the same time mm-hmm. on the PK against against the first unit for the other team, which seems to make a difference. But with the way the PK is playing, it, they, I mean, if they play like that against Toronto, you better take no penalties. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. I mean, Toronto's yeah is good, just going to tear them apart if they take yeah. if they can't if they can't figure out the pe- the penalty kill problem. I mean, for sure, it's going to be a tough night in, on Saturday. But it's weird because I mean they had a really good PK last year. Yeah, they have the pieces there. Exactly. I mean, have yeah. exactly. I mean, it's they not have, the, like Andrew Shaw's not there. I guess. Well, yeah. Was Andrew Shaw I mean, that big of a piece no, on? I mean, like, there's obviously a big, he's a big piece. He was a big piece, but I mean, but on the PK, I mean, like you think uh, the, even Nick Cousins slot him in in his spot to do the exactly. job. It, it's it's almost the, the is it the defenseman? Is it just team defense? Like how does a PK fall off so hard? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Well, I think on defense, I mean, aside from Petrie and Weber, I mean, I think there's. As far as PK goes, there's a bit of a bit of a drop off yeah. at that point. I mean, Mete is not really this kind of guy that I'd no. like having having to play the PK. And when they put Sherratt with Weber at the beginning of the year, that was horrible. Yeah, well, it's two two slower guys. Yeah, obviously, exactly. That didn't work out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think maybe that's why they want to play Foley a little bit more. 
So, I mean, he's sort of a more of a rougher guy in front of the net. Even though I don't think, I mean, I think Fleury's been, uh, so, since coming back in the lineup, he's been pretty exactly. good. Exactly. I was happy, I wasn't happy that uh, Fleury was injured, but when, when he got, when I, when I realized that that's why he got scratched, mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 I was glad because I've, I've really enjoyed him. It was, it was obviously a minor injury because yeah. he's, he, he's fine now, but I, I think he brings a lot more than, I feel, I feel like Foleen, if you're not really paying attention it may seem like he's not that bad, but it's just he, he doesn't create anything. Sure, he's no. not making flagrant mistakes not, or anything like that, but it just kind of dies on his stick, and he's not like he's not. There's nothing really happening from his play. Mm. Flurry is a much more dynamic player. I'd much prefer having him out there, and I I, I think I think he's gonna stick around in, with with the Canadians. He he needs to be the the, the third guy on the right. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I mean, especially if Sherratt is the third guy on the left. Yeah. I mean, I think Sherratt is sort of like Feline too. I mean, he's not really gonna, you know, he's he's good defensively, good good uh, good tough defenseman, but obviously not going to create a whole lot. Yeah. That's not a duo on, on no, one of exactly. the ice, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, but uh, I mean, Feline's a good extra guy to have, you know, seventh defenseman, but definitely not the sort of guy that I want to have playing every night. No, absolutely, and even then, if. Uh... If Juleson finally is supposed to be coming back in uh, with the Rocket, if he has maybe you definitely want to give him some time in uh, in Laval to you know get his feet under him. But if he ends up kind of you know getting better and being confident back in, in his game and all that, then if there is an injury, I'd I'd, I'd call up Juleson over playing fully. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if Juleson can get back to where he was before the injury, yeah. then yeah, I mean, Juleson is definitely a good option. You know, he's all he's also sort of a, a, a rough and tough defenseman, but obviously offers a little bit more offensively and has obviously more upside. Yeah. So, so what are you thinking for these two? Uh, basically, two only games that we're gonna have before uh, we rec- record another episode. They're both at home, but not easy matchups either of them. I'm gonna say three points. Three, three out points. of four. They're gonna win one. They're gonna lose one, and. I think they're going to beat San Jose. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I think after the loss against Minnesota, and then they get three days off, they're at home. I think they're going to come out strong against San Jose and pull out a win. And Toronto is going to be like I'm not like I don't know because I feel like Toronto is going to come out like really really strong. A bit of it depends on I can see Price having like a masterful performance. Like his stats on Saturday yeah. nights are absolutely insane, especially in Montreal. So uh, I mean. I think three points is a good guess. I think I think I'd probably go for the, for the yeah. same. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, they, I really think they have to beat San Jose. Yeah. It's, it's you know, it's it's a game that they really need to win, especially with the three days off, especially at home against a Western Conference team coming here. And then Toronto, I think it's going to be a tough game. You know, I think it's going to go to uh, to to overtime, and we'll see. I mean, every Toronto way. and Montreal game seems to go to, to overtime, right? I mean, it's always a good game, no matter what. Even if one team goes up early and the game's not over. Uh, by by any stretch in the imagination. Oh boy, I just pulled up San Jose's schedule just to see what it's looking like for them. We're catching them. Okay, it's at the beginning, so it's not so bad. But at the at, at the beginning of a uh, long road trip for them. So okay, that's, so they're they're playing in Buffalo uh, in Buffalo two days before. So that's not that's not so bad. But actually, Toronto and San Jose are playing each other on Friday. So Toronto is going to be on the second day of a back to back. Yeah, so that's good. So that's I mean, positive. <laughs> I mean, if we're if we're gonna use the excuse for the Canadians struggling against Minnesota, yeah, that means we have to be able to jump on the Leafs on the second day of a back to back. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, you definitely can't be using ex- like the tiredness excuse of of having three and four or two back to back games this early in the season. Uh, sh- of course, sure. I th- I think a bit a bigger reason for it was really 
how important of a game it was yeah, exactly. to Minnesota. Exactly. I mean, you want to see your team step up for any game, mm-hmm. but that's just not the reality of what it is. Like the teams, obviously, the the intensity is way higher later in the season when playoff spots are on the line. Which is ridiculous when you think about it, because playoff spots are on the line all year, right? The, <laughs> yeah. the, if we got two extra points at the beginning of last year, we would have they would have been just as valuable yeah, as exactly. the ones that we didn't get yeah. at the end of last year. But that's just not the reality of how it is once you get to the playoffs and all that. And we we've seen it time and time again, even with the Canadians. When you have a do- doors closed, players only meeting, the next game, the next game is usually you you, oh, yeah, you see a sure. huge difference right for away. For sure, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's obviously a long schedule, eighty two games. I mean, at the end of the day, some games mean more than others. Uh, Even though they should, like you said, they no, shouldn't. Yeah, they but. shouldn't. But it, it is what it is. I mean, we're, we're the same way with, uh, with our, even our little beer league. You know, when, when we're playing against a team we know is going to crush us, which is most weeks. <laughs> which is every we week. We play even much. worse than usual. When it's a team, oh, we might be able to beat these guys. All right, all right, step it up. Step it up. <laughs> All right, so uh, let, let's move on then to. Uh, I mean, anything else you want to talk about for the for the Canadians uh, overall? Or no, I mean, uh, it's going to be an interesting. Well, unfortunately, only two games. Kind of sucks that uh, we don't have Habs hockey for three days. But uh, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a light schedule. And, and the the one positive I want to say through through all this is, as bad as the defense looked before, I I've liked it a bit more. Moving Kulak back with Pedro, I think, has made a huge difference. Yeah, yeah it's definitely made a made a, made a solid difference yeah. for sure. I mean, I think that yeah, the defense definitely looks a little bit more stable now. Um, I mean, they're definitely going to be tested on Saturday against Toronto. Yeah, so, so that's, well, that's sure. obviously going to be yeah, a big test because for them. it's easy to be stable looking against Minnesota, and even then they still they still <laughs> end up losing the second game. So, uh, anyways, moving on. So the Rocket, we got to see a Rocket win. Finally, finally, very exciting. Three wins in a row for them. Yeah, I know that's that's great. Obviously, got off to a to a tough start on the season. Lost their first three games, won three in a row. So I mean, that was great. Obviously, yeah, we were like you said, we were at the game on Friday. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a great game. Yeah, great atmosphere. I thought. I mean, even because that that arena, even though there's only a little bit over five thousand, it still does. It doesn't look that empty. I don't find. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's it's still an AHL arena. Like it is what it is. But like when Paling scored the game-winning goal, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just us that were yelling really, really loud. But I, <laughs> I felt the atmosphere, you know, and the fact that it's Ryan Paling too—it's a name that people yeah, know. Yeah, it's, sure. it's a player that people want to see succeed. Uh, that that brings something else uh, to it. And also, I mean, I don't know if everyone in the arena noticed it, but we were right, uh, right behind the the Habs bench, and he had a weird moment where he kind of looked like he knocked his head, and yeah. then he was struggling to get back to the bench. And and you you even tweeted about it and. and we were like a little worried. He looked off, and to come back and to score. Yeah, uh, so I, great I saw, yeah, sort of looked like an idiot tweeting that, tweeting that out, and then him. I know, but it's score. true though. But we yeah, saw, yeah, no, definitely, it, it, we, he definitely didn't look yeah. right. But sometimes that happens. Sometimes you just get your bell rung. Yeah, and you just need to sit on the bench for a second. They use those smelling salts, and then they're mm-hmm. they're they're good to go. Uh, but uh, I mean, for him to come back after that and score the the game winning goal, I mean, it was, it was it was very exciting. Yeah, I mean, the scary hit though to start the game there. Uh, well, one of the oh, Brendan yeah. Gaunts uh, from the Bruins getting hit by McCarron. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was definitely a rough one. Hopefully, well, apparently he's okay. That's um, so I mean, that's... yeah, you, you tell McCarron was uh, was worried. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't sure. think it was uh, dirty at all. Uh, no, they didn't see each other. Yeah, uh, yeah. It happens. McCarron I mean, saw him at the last second. But... McCarron looks like an absolute monster out there. He's so big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it hasn't really shown on the score sheet yet, but I mean, uh, he's no, looking I mean, not I'm too not, bad. Out I, there. I don't. I'm not saying he's looking that no, good. Okay. Well, I mean, well, I'm saying he's looking. He's no. looking pretty decent. He's fine. I don't. At this point, I don't think he's gonna be much of an NHLer. No, I just mean physically. When you see him in person, he's. 
fucking huge. He is. Yeah, well, he's uh, 6'6", I think 240 pounds. I mean, uh, the guy's a beast for sure. But for some reason, it's not as noticeable on, on TV sometimes. I mean, maybe it's the angles or what have you. I mean, but just he made, he, he'd go in the corner for the puck and he made everyone around him look like a kid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, uh, you hope that one day, like, maybe he can put it together. Obviously, he's a little bit older now. I think he's, like, 20, At this 24. Point, he, like, maybe a fourth liner, you know. Yeah. I, is, I feel like he's the new Kyle Chipchura, basically. <laughs> and maybe, maybe maybe he'll get a couple years in Arizona, just like Maybe. Chipchura yeah, Chip played, I think, 399 NHL games, so. That's a specific, very specific number. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't quite get the 400. You gotta look that up. See if it, I'm pretty sure it's 399. All right, all right, all right. Let, let, let's look at it. I, I didn't uh, honestly pay attention to the other Rocket game. How'd they do in the other ones? But, uh, well, they lost. Um, Palin got the first goal of the game, so two straight goals. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I didn't actually see the game. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, they seemed to play pretty well. But then all the, uh, then in the third period, they gave up the lead again with Charlie lingering in nets again. You were wrong. It was 482. 482? Yeah. Oh, right, fair enough. But it's more than what you said. More than what I said. Yeah. Almost 500. Yeah. For fine. Chip Chara. Which more than you would think he would yeah. get. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Lingren again plays and again gives up a third period lead, which seems to be the the uh, well the case with him every time he plays. At what point can we just get rid of Lingren? Uh, I don't know. They seem to still, still have some faith in him for some reason. I mean, do you even think he has a future as a backup in the NHL? I think he could. On a bad team, but you'd rather McNiven be up with the yeah. The definitely. I mean, McNiven, I feel has more upside. I mean, Lindgren is. I mean, Lindgren did 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 play decent. He, um, I mean, on, honestly, in the three games that he played, he had some good moments. Um, on Wednesday, they were actually up four nothing against Providence. Uh, against Providence Bruins, they were up four nothing in the after the first period. Ended up giving up four goals, uh, two I think in the last five minutes, and then they they did end up winning in shootout. But he seems to be a little shaky. Do you know what Lindgren doesn't have? Two a wins. goals against average of 1.68 and a save percentage of 943. Those are Caden Primo's yeah. stats. Yeah, uh, Primo on Friday. He's been too. phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, he definitely... Can we just play him all the great. time? Can we just treat him as a ba- as a starter <laughs> on the team right now? Well, the thing He's is obviously he, the best goalie. Yeah, I definitely think he's better than Lindgren. And obviously, he's the future of the Canadians. Uh, I mean, the one thing about the AHL is that they play a lot of... That's, sometimes yeah, they play three yeah. games in three days. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, I mean, you do have to use a backup quite a bit. Um, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like Lingren probably isn't going to be around too long. I mean, I've said I've been saying that for a couple of weeks now. But um, I feel like at this point, maybe they were hoping to uh, to trade him. But now it's like, who's going to give money for... Yeah, maybe. Not money, but, but like... Uh, at the same time, McNiven's played one game in in, uh, in the EH, ECHL with Adirondack, and he gave up five goals in a losing effort, so... Yeah, but I feel like he, he, he proved himself last year with uh, with the Rocket. Yeah, I mean, he, he did. He wasn't he did. amazing with the Rocket last no. year, but in general, he looked better than... Uh, yeah, he had some moments for sure, especially when he got to, to play a couple of games in a row. When he got to play, you know, a, a, a little bit more playing time, he definitely showed showed what he could do. Um, I think maybe the reason that they're keeping Lindgren too, he's had a few years under his belt in the AHL. Maybe they're hoping that he can sort of be a veteran guy for Primo. I don't know if maybe that's the thought process, but but definitely, I mean, from what I've seen from Primo so far, he's been amazing. Yeah, he's fantastic. And now, uh, the only thing that worries me about Caden Primo is that sooner rather than later, like give it a couple years, there's going to be a goalie controversy in Montreal. Probably. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's gonna, I think, I think he's, he's that good. I mean, and those are so annoying. Oh, God, I hate goalie controversies. 
well, as much as I love Halak, I mean, I just... Yeah. But Primo obviously has the huge upside. Not like Halak. Yeah. Halak was good, but let's be honest, he was never going to be Carey Price. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's obviously the future of the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, that's... It, it kind of looks like we're, we're set in that. I mean... Yeah. When, when, it's, when it's time to move on from, from Price, I mean, Primo will be ready to go. Uh, I, I could see him end up being the, the best goalie not in NHL for, for many years. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he's obviously only 20 years old right now, yeah. so he's got plenty of time ahead of him. Um, but to look that good, I mean, mm-hmm. the season is young, but to look that good in a professional league at yeah. that age. He's looking uh, amazing so far. Yeah. I mean, the two games that I saw that I saw him play in, uh, in Laval, he was, yeah. he was great. Maybe the best player on the ice both games. So, uh, so we'll see. Definitely, uh, I'm excited to see if he can keep it up. I mean, that, that's definitely a name to look out for. I don't know how early the AHL teams or the Rocket release their uh, their starting goalies, but if you if you're gonna go see a game, try to catch one where, where Primo is playing, mm-hmm. and not just because uh, Lingren's uh, nothing to write home about, just because it's fun to watch him to watch him play. Yeah, just kind of like Price can be fun to watch play because he's so in control and just to, you, you could see it right away. I mean, it doesn't even matter how knowledgeable you are about goaltending. You can you can pick it up. He's, he looks so confident in there. He already looks like an NHL goaltender. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm excited to see if he can keep it up. Obviously, coming from the NCAA, they only play about 35 games. So we'll see that's, if he that's can keep it up. That's a great point, actually. That's a great point. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it's going to be a long haul this season. Uh, we'll see if he can keep it up over the, over the long haul, over an 80 or whatever – yeah, I think it's 80 games they play in the AHL. So, we'll see. All right, then. So, uh, moving on from the Rocket, we got a few uh, prospects to talk about. Cole Caulfield, still amazing. Still, maybe, maybe the best goal scorer of all time. Ridiculous. Six goals in four games so far. Two goals in each of his first three games. Unfortunately, no goals in his last game. You know what I uh, what I saw today, with, which I thought was funny? A Hockey DB's top search name the yeah. last week was Cole Caulfield. Cole Caulfield. Us, us Habs fans, we just we just love our prospects. Have to see how many points he has. I mean, it, it's ridiculous to, to be doing this as a freshman. Six goals in the first four games, seven uh, seven points overall. I mean, obviously he has some good line mates with him, uh, playing with Alex Turcotte. But I mean, unprecedented. I mean, you know, as, as good as we were expecting him to be. I mean, obviously it's only four games right now, but I mean, I don't. think... It's hard not to get excited about. This oh, kid. for sure. And and the, and the goals that he's scoring, you watch them, he just. He just looks like a pure sniper, yeah. uh, just those one timers and all that. And it, it's it. There, there's. I, I was reading something about how someone pointed out a lot of those goals were one timers, and uh, some people will say, "Oh, you, you kind of need to be set up perfectly to pull off a one timer." And mm. he mentions that no, he makes sure to work on his kind of reception of the of the pass, be able to pull off a one timer from any angle, and he's just he just understands the scoring goals. He's he's gonna be he's gonna be amazing. Yeah, definitely excited to see if he can uh, if he can keep it up. You know, and obviously in the NCAA, playing against the the bigger guys, older guys. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, if definitely if he can keep it up, uh, it's probably going to be one and done for him. Oh, definitely. I'd be I'd be surprised if uh, uh, if he's not already at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. unless he takes a huge drop off, which I don't expect. I, I would think he's going to be one and done. Uh, then aside from uh, Cole Caulfield, who's kind of an obvious. I mean, there's been. Uh, what was it the, the the Swedish team that announced their? Yeah, so the Swedish team, Swedish team under twenties. Uh, they announced their roster. 
Um, so uh, I mean, not necessarily for the World Juniors, but uh, just for some, I believe, some exhibition games that are coming up. So both usually like, a good indication. Of yeah, I mean, obviously, at. we're only like two months away from yeah. the World Junior, so probably going to be pretty similar to what their actual roster is going to be looking like. Uh, so Matthias Norlander and Jacob Olifson both on the roster. So good news for the Canadians. Definitely good news. I mean, Norlander has been an absolute. Uh, re- yeah. Revelation there. Scored again. <laughs> Another goal. Yeah. So he's up to six now, I think. Um, yeah, he's been uh, he's been a steal so far. In the third he, round. He, he's left-handed, right? Yeah. So it's so it's nice to see that the 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 biggest hole in in the organization right now, two of our best prospects. Yeah, Romanov and Norlander, yeah. looking pretty good. So uh, so yeah, excited to see what they can do. Both will probably be on the uh, on the team for the World Juniors for Sweden, who should have. Probably, probably gonna win the the gold medal. Actually, right. it's always fun to for, for the person. The World Juniors, I, I, I always find it honestly a little blown out of proportion in Canada. <laughs> I mean, I like watching it; it's good and all that. But unless there's like Habs players to watch, I don't care. Yeah, that I mean, much. obviously, it's not the same if there's exactly. no Habs prospects. So it, uh, it gets me excited when I mean, last year was a solid year for uh, for the World Junior too. But uh, should should be a pretty good year this year at the very least. Sweden will be a fun team to watch. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, just on Sweden, we'll have Jacob Olofsson. We'll have uh, Matthias Norlander. On the U.S., obviously Cole Caulfield. Yeah. Uh, more than likely going to have uh, <clears throat> uh, Harris, uh, Jordan Harris as well. So uh, there's Romanoff definitely going to be some Russia, players. Right? Oh, yeah, Romanov. Yeah, of course, Romanov for Russia as well. Uh, right off the top of my head, I can't think of any Canadians, though. Uh, maybe Cam Hillis, but we'll see. So definitely going to have a, a handful of prospects. All right, so any other prospects to talk about, or is that pretty much it? No, that's about it. Uh, so, guys, don't forget to send us any questions or comments you might have. Again, follow us on Twitter, at the Habs Forum, and on Facebook, and, uh, and get those questions to us. And don't forget to give us five <laughs> stars, and just write a little review. Just a little comment. Just a little comment. <laughs> just like, ah, they're pretty good. Ah, they're pretty good. And then we'll be happy, and maybe we'll even give you a shout-out. Maybe. People like that. Oh, that's true. Actually, we completely forgot. We didn't uh, didn't get to the question, the one question that we got here. Uh, we did sort All of right, answer. For the three uh, listeners that are still listening at this point, <laughs> let's get to the question. Uh, okay, so we got a question here from uh, from Will on Twitter. So, at O underscore Habs. Uh, so, just wanted to mention how great Deneau has been playing. Definitely. I mean, I don't think there's any Absolutely. argument there. Yeah. Just yeah. right right back to where he left off last year. He, he's, exactly. he, he's one of the most constants on the team. You know, you just – you, you almost – Forget how great he's playing because you just expect it at this point. Yeah, I mean, two game, two goals, too, against the Wild. I mean, that was great. Um, also wanted your opinion on the defensive situation and some possible ways that it can be improved. Um, so, obviously, we've touched on this a little bit. We also touched on it a little bit last week as well. I mean, I don't think there's really, especially this early in the season, probably no quick fix at this point. I mean, one that they did do that has already paid dividends is mm-hmm. just... Moving, moving the yeah. lines around a little bit and moving Sherratt down, which I think is much he's much better suited for. And Kulak is a slotted right in with 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 Petrie. And Metin and Weber, I'm like feeling better about them this week than I was last week. But it's still yeah. like this whole union. It's, it's if we want to be a competitive team, there's got to be uh, something else there. But like you, I don't think it's yeah exactly. There's no I quick mean, fix. There's definitely. I mean, like we've said before, like I mean, like everyone knows. I mean, there's a lot of prospects coming up. Yeah. Not necessarily this year. There is some good young players in Laval at this point. 
Uh, they probably need a little bit more seasoning. Obviously, we all know about Josh Brook. Otto Leskinen as well is playing great. But no one that would make a huge difference no. right now. No one's going to make a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely pieces. Also, Xavier Ouellette, Gustav Olofsson, Noah Juleson, if and when he does come back. Uh, so there are a lot of pieces, but no game changers. Um, you know, I think... I think it all depends how the team performs yeah. in the coming months. Exactly. It's either going to be... If we're in a position where... Bergman feels good about them making the playoffs. I could see him making move, making a move, yeah, to go get a defenseman who he can go get entirely. I mean, last week we quickly talked about Sammy Vatnin. I mean, it's it's not a rumor we've heard anywhere or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. looking at how New Jersey struggled to start the year, but that that might change. It might go on a run, and then all of a sudden they're buyers, right? So it all depends on that stuff. Yeah, if the Canadians kind of like falter and they're a little bit on the outside looking in, I don't think they're going to make a move for a defenseman. But if they're kind of like looking like they might make the playoffs and maybe you want to do a little bit of a push, that's when I can see a move. Yeah. And will there be a big move? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. So there's there's not going to be any quick fixes at this point. But but certainly, I mean, I think, like you said, if the Habs can, can, can continue playing well and be at least in the conversation for a playoff spot come, you know, maybe February, yeah. um, then at that point, like you mentioned, Vatnin could be a good option. Another guy that we just saw twice this week, Jonas Brodin, could be a pretty decent option as yeah. well. Um, guys like Gossespierre as well. I mean, there's been rumors about the Canadians and Gossespierre for, for at least a year now, I think. Um, so, I mean, there de- there definitely are options. Maybe Cam Fowler as well. I think that could be a, a decent option. Yeah. So, I mean, there's options out there, but again, it's it's not going to be a quick fix. It's not going to be anytime soon, I don't think. It'll be later in, later on in the season where you might see that sort of move. Because it's not just about the Canadians... Mm-hmm knowing what move they want to make. It's the other teams, too, because a team like Philadelphia or New Jersey might not be ready yet to make that move because well, exactly. they still think maybe they have a chance, something. Or, yeah, they're not going to give up on the season, uh, not even 10 games. Then. Exactly. So so big trades like that, especially if it's a situation like... When you mentioned Paul Byron earlier, there might be a team that needs more depth forward, and that may be something interesting for them. So uh, that can be something to, to look out there, but... Uh, yeah, all those guys you named would make this defense much, much, much better. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, at this point, you know, hopefully hopefully the, the units can just sort of gel a little bit more like yeah. we saw this week. I mean, uh, like you mentioned, with the um, with the line changing, they started to look a little bit better. And we'll see how Laval progresses as well as with some of those young guys. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll see one of them, one or two of them up at some point. Again, and not the, a... None of these young guys are going to... Because who are you going to... You're going to put in Juleson and you're going to take out a... Um, well, I think Fleury, Joseph, like how, how big of a difference? Uh, would it may, make? Maybe not necessarily, but uh, but even I mean, who knows? Maybe a guy like Xavier Wallet could uh, could perform better than Sherratt. Met, I mean, who knows? We never thought Mette two years ago. Uh, Sherratt's not getting great, scratched but, for we'll Bergevin's big offseason signing. Uh, where, where's Alsner playing right now? <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But maybe he doesn't want another one uh, <laughs> like I think, that. I think Alsner was even on the third pairing. This week in Laval. Laval? I can't I imagine. Sunday. He's at this point he's probably just kinda like Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah, he was on the third he's playing he's on the on the same unit as uh, or the same pairing as Brooke and I think they were the third pairing on Sunday. So who knows? I mean <laughs> who, who know I know, I know. Alzheimer's <laughs> never gonna play with the Canadians again except unless it's in uh, the next couple uh uh preseasons because, you know, he's gonna <laughs> play out his contract is why not? 
Uh, all right, so uh, that that pretty much covers it for today. Bring on some more questions, and uh, I mean, we we did think about the question. It's not that we completely ignored it. It's just that we knew we would cover it in general during yeah. the podcast. Uh, so uh, bring him bring him on, and uh, we'll be happy to answer them. As always, on Twitter at the Habs Forum. Thanks for listening.